Smoke to get my mind right, chillin', tryna get my grind right, fight for a spin, smoke just to chill, waiting on the president, shit getting real, looking at What's up guys, Sergeant G here from the Stone Vet USMC, happy Friday guys, I'm here man, hanging out, got a new background right, new, new, new look for you guys, I'm freaking getting ready to try to sell this house, you can probably see all the garbage I got back, I got boxes upon boxes, I gotta take this to the work. Part of getting the house ready, right? Get ready for sale. You got to get everything backed out, man. It's great. It's Friday. The weather's nice now. Spring's here. I got Ryan, another freaking jarhead, man. I'm finally getting some jarheads on the show. I'm so excited, dude. Right. This, this guy's nuts, dude. This guy, oh, he got out of the Marine Corps and decided to become a construction guy. Majority of us, that's what majority of us do. Got fucking woodworking. We started getting into construction, roofing. We, we do all kinds of stuff, man. We, we jarheads, dude. We, we do anything and everything to make a living. You know, today I've been busy, man. I've been changing out brakes, fixing mowers, fixing edges. This guy here, he's saving wrecking his truck. Right. <laughs> Look at this, man. He just, it's busy, man. You know, like I said, you guys, this is what it's about. Every Friday when the shows drop, this is what it's about. So we come by, we hang out, shoot the shit. They usually have the barbecue grill going. And we just shooting. We just remembering the camaraderie that we lost when we got out of the, when we got out of the corps. When we got out of service. A lot of you guys probably army, navy, coast guard. I don't know. I talked to some air force guys, and they don't have camaraderie, dude. Like, like none of the air force guys. I was like, you guys don't go drink. You guys don't go hang out. And I'm like, no. I said, why? Why the hell don't you? You know. And I work with a lot of security forces guys out here at Tinka, and none of them go shoot the shit. None of them go drinking. I'm like, what the hell? You guys you guys are freaking on duty. You guys carry a pistol all day long. And you don't just fucking, when you turn it in, you're like, hey, let's go get some beers? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Was like, <laughs> yeah, that's like a sound point. I, I finished my, I told that I finished my uh, career on recruiting. Mm -hmm. And that was an easy, you know, when guys, when a person comes in the Marine Corps office, nine times out of ten, they're only there because they want to be in the ring. You know? Yeah. They're yeah. chasing people down the streets, getting bodies at works. But those, you know, I feel like the best Marines, they just come kick your door down. Right. And then, you know, when the, the other recruiters and competitors, you know, they would sell jobs and sell this and sell that. And guys would come in and we're talking to them. When I was talking to some kids, I'm like, man, this is, I want to be like you, Sergeant. I'm like, dude. No, you don't. Yeah. Nah, you don't want to be an old three. You know what you mean, man. You want to be with the boys, and that's what we're, you know, our people, man. So yeah. The, really what you're selling in the Marine Corps, we're talking about recruiting and the type of people that we are, when we decided to do what we did. What we did think it's you know you accept it long before you become a marine that you're going to become a marine right right as opposed right. to those uh the other services which no knock i mean you know i know great guys in all of them. yeah in all, in all of them. yeah you know there's a lot but of just like you know them. even you know the like this like you said the air force specifically there's like uh, the level of camaraderie is just uh it's not there it's not man there. It's, not there. it's not there it's, it's crazy there. because i i have i have a guy i work with he's a unit deployment manager up here and i talked i just talked to him the other day actually and i was like Dude, you should have been a damn Marine. Just the way he talks, the way he carries himself, you know. And he's like, I was, he's like, man, I wanted to so bad. But his his stepdad was like, his stepdad was a Marine. He's like, don't do it, dude. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. Go in the Air Force, dude. Get you something out of it. Because I mean, it does come down to it. Because we look at it. Fuck, you was an O three. I was an engineer. 
how the fuck it works out there for us, <laughs> you know? You have to make something of yourself. You have to make it happen, right? That's why you got into construction. That's why you do roofs. You do construction, you know what I'm saying? The, the, one of those traits that comes, I think, specifically with the record, the type of people that we are is, like like that guy's stepdad said, he's like, don't do it, but get something out of it. The shit we get in the core, you know, depending on jobs. Obviously, we offer, we offer a lot of different techniques. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what you get in the core, when you come to the and see intangible, intangible, traits and you know the things that we bring with us as marines like resilience i think yeah. that's probably one of the most you know powerful traits that i developed and mastered in the marine corps is just be like i mean you could fucking do anything i'm probably just gonna be like ah man right you know, right i break my heart right you know what i mean that's, that's part of that you know mental and emotional resilience that's developed through probably most marines i think yeah, oh, absolutely yeah. and that's where where when it usually comes down to like like you said, resilience. Hey, we get bad news. We're like, fuck, are you kidding me right now? Like, seriously? All right, let's get through it. Let's go through it. Let's do, let's do, let's do what we need to do, you know? And and it's that it's that big thing. When the crucible, it, it ain't the crucible. Like, maybe when you went through, no, you probably got your, you probably got your EGA. You, you, you went no ways. So you probably got your, your EGA at a parade deck, didn't you? Oh, you sorry. Dude. You the, was it uh, Staff Sergeant Mopula gave me my he blew up an acre and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> But you was on the parade. Yeah, you know when I got mine? Top of the Reaper. Top of the Reaper. Oh, man. The clouds were coming down. It's probably like zero five, zero six. The sun was coming up. The clouds were coming down. And they were playing. I was proud to be an American. Oh, man. Tears. I was like, I did it. I did You know? And I was like, yeah, I was like, this, because that's what it was prideful, because, right, Marines were Marines, and people hate that, because we're always Marines. We're not soldiers. We're not seamen. We're not airmen. Well, I'm a fucking Marine, dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a Marine. That's what I do. That's who I am, you know? And that, that that's that's what a lot of, that's what a lot of other branches get mad at us. They're like, Almost jealous sometimes. I'm like, it's gotta be jealous. It's jealous. I said, you don't hate me, bro. You don't hate you. Come on, you don't hate me. You want to be me. You, you want to be me, me right? You can't have my dress. You can't have my dress. I had a guy when I was going to the gym. I had a guy. He's an, he's an Air Force, strong, strong Air Force guy. You know, he had. Yeah, right. Had plenty of time to work out. I was working out during lunch, and he was, he was always in there. And I was like, he had the audacity to say. Air Force dress blues are better than Marine Corps dress blues. I said, where the hell did you hear that from, dude? I said, let me tell you what. Even sense. my wife says it. She said, man, penny dropping clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know, I said, when I was in Hawaii, I had a, was it was Hawaii? Okinawa, maybe not Hawaii. I had a guy. He was a, he was a private. He was a private. He looked old, too. He carried himself like an old man, you know what I'm saying? He had the old glasses. Real thin, and he just talked like an old guy, you know. But he ain't have no. He was a private. He didn't have shit. He put on them dress blues, goofy looking dude. He put on them dress blues, and all these other PFCs on that school. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm like, he's a fucking private dude. Like he's less than you. Like you don't. Know, like, what are you talking about, sir? Like you can't call him sir. He's a private. You're like, what? What? I said, did you see any rank? Did you see any rank anywhere in that uniform? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> You know, 
it's crazy to see. I mean, even with my blues, I got two stripes on my blues. I'm trying to lose some weight. I got on some. I got on this program with uh, Leah Day. She's part of uh, Veteran Trash Talk. She's a podcast with Veteran Trash Talk, and she's a she's a fitness coach. And I was like, I gotta lose my gut. I said, I don't want to lose my size. I just gotta lose my gut. She's like, I got something. Try it. I said, I try. Let's see. I, you know, I said, I try lots of things. But I said, I'm getting older, man. I'm getting old now. You know, it's harder to lose weight. It's harder to lose weight, dude. It, 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 it hurts. You know, everything hurts. She's like, I got it. I said, I'll try it. I'll give you 60 days. And she's like, she tagged me on Facebook with all these groups and stuff like that. And I was like, man, these people are like really losing it. She's like, you ain't going to lose weight. You're going to lose inches. She's like, you're going to be heavy. She's like, and I was like, I do work. I work. I still work. I just started getting back into working out again. Because that's like I said, I was in that bad accident. Yeah. It took me two years to actually get back to work. It scared the hell out of me. Dude. My yeah. back is still tender as hell, you know? And so that's one of the things. It sucks, you know? I'm trying to get back into lifting weights again. I'm, I'm working with 15s right now. No things are heavy as hell, dude. Right. I never realized 15s were so damn heavy. Right. But the program I'm doing, it's like, it's all concentration. It's nice and slow, yeah. you know? But right. it sucks. I'm trying to. I said, well, we'll try. We'll see, man. Hopefully hopefully it works. It'd be nice. But everybody I've seen, it's all women. I said, there's no men on you. But women get mad at men because they're like, you guys lose weight so real fast. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, it's true. We do. Yeah. Let's go, you know. Yeah. Let's go. So so you got, you spent 10 years in the corner. Yeah. 10 years. This guy did 10 years yeah, got out. and got out. He was halfway there. Long 10 years. And he got out, dude. Oh, I, I trust me. I did, I did nine. I was like, this is enough, dude. You know, the way it turns out, it wouldn't change it. You know, right. If I, if I, maybe if I know what I know now, uh, maybe like a year ago, then I probably would stay there, I guess, because getting out was really hard. I guess I can tell you before, I, I just wasn't prepared. And, you know, it, and, uh, and I crashed pretty hard. But, uh, that's a lot of us, though. That's a lot yeah, of us. So that's a lot of us that get out of service. Yeah. You know, because yeah. whenever, did you have, did you go to, you, you were on recruit, dude, so you probably did taps or anything like uh -huh. that. You didn't get none of that, yeah, right? I said bye bye. You said bye. You just like yeah. you're gonna beat, you're gonna beat the, yeah. gonna beat the right? oh, so, yeah. so like in the fleet, you got taps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did taps. My, I told you I got out twice. When I got mm -hmm. out the first time, I did taps when I was going to the reserves. Mm -hmm. I didn't take it seriously. I didn't. Uh, I didn't and pay what, attention to it. It's like a week long class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a week long, and that, that's the frustration I have because it's like, so so you done spent four years. Like I tell people, I say I don't care. You spent four years, fourteen years, or forty years. A week is not long enough to prepare you for the change, the biggest change of your life. You know, you're no, you're not wrong. You know, I, you know, that's something that you know I've talked to my fiance about, and uh, you know, like my brother, he's also a marine. And I was just, I feel like what I what I want to do something something that I want to do is create some. I know there's a million of them, but create some sort of network to help people transition. And that's something I've been thinking about trying to do. I've yeah. been trying to do it because I have a guy. I just interviewed Brandon a few weeks ago. If you guys caught that. Brandon with North Star Coaching, he's out of Houston. Right. He's a transition coach, right? For the military? No, he, well, for, for veterans getting out. Right. So he provides a service to help them. <laughs> he's talking about it's working, man. He's working. It's a working man. And so that's what he does, and he's trying to get a contract to where he can help people, veterans. That'd be so huge, man. And I was like, I was like, for, for some, and that's why I was like, I gotta put pen to paper personally because Veteran Trash Talk just has a group of guys called, I think, I wanna say they're called Semper Vigilant, is what they are. Not that they're Marines, they ain't Marines. I was like, 
I know you wanted to be me. I know you wanted to be a Marine. But I think they're a bunch of Army guys, Army and Air Force. And I was like, (laughs) but they help write resumes. Because, I mean, for us, like you as an 03, what does your resume look like, dude? Written in crayon. (laughs) Of course. Of course, it's written in crayon. Well, no, I mean, I I don't have much of a resume anymore. You know, I've had people help me create them before. But you have to have somebody help you create it, right? You're like, if I had to put pen to paper about what I did, I've shot a lot of bullets. Yeah. I've shit in holes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, can, I can walk with a thousand pounds in my back. Yeah. From hundreds of miles. Yeah, I've, been to, yeah, I've been to a lot of schools, a lot of courses, you know, yeah. shot a lot of training for you know, whatever. And a lot of the courses, you're like, how does this even become relevant to right. a civilian job, a civilian life? Like, how does right. this even become relevant? You know, and it's hard. But these guys, that's what their job is. That's what they do. They provide a service, they help you write your resume. They, Tell them what your job was, and you did any kind of extra training or yeah. any of that stuff, you know. They'll write your resume for you, yeah. of course, for a fee, you know. Right. But I was like, if we can get, I said, all you really need is somebody to write resumes, a VA representative to get the disability started, right? Somebody talking about school, don't have to be college, you can go to trade school, sure. schooling recommended a lot, honestly. You know? Honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend, I'd recommend you go to trade school, yeah. I got a degree, I'm like. You can't do that, right? You're like, I can cut down trees and do roofs. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? like, yeah. I got a bullshit degree. Yeah, I, 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 I got some tight, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of schools. There's a lot. A lot. The, the GI Bill nowadays will pay for anything with a cert. Mm-hmm. If you want, if it comes with a cert, they'll pay for it until you until you use it all. Yeah, yeah because they work. pay you for whatever. I mean, especially at trade school. That's what I tell people. Yeah. People <laughs> want paper. A lot of people don't want to college. You know, I went to college. The only reason I went to college because I've met another another jarhead out at Tinker. I was working with him, and he was like, look, dude, look how much money I'm making going to school. Yeah. I was like, motherfucker, dude. Yeah. He was making, like, another three grand a yeah. month just to go to school. Yeah. And he's like, and he said, I'll show you where to get the books at. Dirt cheap, dude. And I was like, are you kidding me? And, dude, I was bringing in so much money at that time. I was like, this is great, dude. Right. You know, I got me a bullshit-ass business management degree. I was like, what the hell am I going to do with the business uh-huh. management degree? You know, I can't even get a supervisor yeah, job right now. Business, right? <laughs> I can, I can manage your business. I got a degree set. I can manage your business, but I can't yeah. even get a management job, you know? But yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's, and that's one of the things is that there's not enough resources yeah. for veterans getting out. Yeah, that's what that network that I'm talking about, yeah. you thought of it. I mean, like, you know, my, my problems were all self inflicted. I think that's something that veterans need to realize. But, you know, having a network to where, because, you know, trying to talk to other people, that's one thing too. This is enlightening because we get to talk to you as Marines, yeah. you know? And having, trying to have conversations like this. Um, just aren't really easy, you know. In any conversation, we'll talk about the network or that we're, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're transitioning, you know. When you're trying to talk to my fiance about what I'm going through, what I went through, you know, yeah. or, and it's hard for her to relate. And she's so helpful still, but you know, having a network. What I've told her is that I want to have a network for Marines, not just Marines, but any service member, veteran transitioning into the civilian sector. Because I think I think a lot of us, like I said, it's not uncommon that you fall on your face. And you start doing unhealthy things, you start making bad decisions. I feel like it's probably more common oh, in our in our generation of veterans today to fall and, and eat shit. And then you know, it, and it, I think you know, the first time I got JP, this is that this, this applies. NJP, dude. First time I got Y'all, y'all know what that is? I know, I know. Jarheads know what that is. Half y'all probably been NJP. Half y'all, y'all know. Oh, I've been yeah. that. I know that. Yeah. The first time NJP, Ross Ray, got in trouble for assault. The game O three, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first sergeant was he did a lot for me before then. I was a good boot. And 
I was I was good in my company. I was good for my, my platoon. And so the first time I had my back until that moment when I fucked up and got in trouble. And he told me, he's like, I'm going to fry your ass like an egg. <laughs> well, he took my rank, put me on restriction, half pay and everything. And it was two or three months had gone by. And uh, I had gotten back into a squad leader bill as a PFC. This is my platoon sergeant at the time. Also, was injured on that same that same week. And everybody was against the commit. But I was good for it. I was good for it. You know, they, they always told me that you belong you know, in the core 10 years ago. And I was because I was like, fucking barking at people. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. big dogging. So I was a PFC squad leader. And I had come across first sergeant at the armory. And I felt inclined to go tell him that uh, what he had done for me. Because it turned my career around. I, stopped yeah. I was doing stupid shit there, too. And so it turned my career around for I was way better for my platoon than I was before. And I was way better than my brothers, and just better to everybody. And I, I felt inclined to go tell the first officer. I just walked up to him. I was like, hey, first officer, do you have a second to talk? I was like, yeah, I turned around, faced the fence, and we were talking. And I was like, okay, first officer, I just wanted to tell you, Santa Prairie Bless. I just wanted to tell you that, that NJP sucked. And I want you to know that it was a blessing in disguise. I feel like that was probably the best thing that could have happened to me as hard as it was. And uh, you know, I, I, you know, thank you. And I, I'm, I'm back. Right. He's like, wow, you know, Saunders, that was pretty cool, cool of you to say. You know, that's what being a Marine is, is being resilient. That's when I first started to learn that. It's like, you know, you get your, your dick chopped off. And you're like, <laughs> well, you, you know, you figure out a way to adapt, you overcome. You lose rank, you lose respect, you lose a lot of motivation. Your hair gets fucking lower, your sleeves get lower. You lose your motivation, and then you realize, like, do I want to be that shit bag? When I checked into this unit, he was like, fuck the green No, man. Right. No. So I turned it around. And like I said, first sergeant Marcellet, he's retired. He's out in Houston. He's one of my most valued mentors to this day. But I, I, I tell him that. So that shit really, you know, it helped my career as bad as it was. And then, you know, thinking about life, like when I got out in 2018, landed straight on my face and ass at the same time. Kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, um, over the past year, it's been slow, and I've been climbing out of this dark hole, drugs, bullshit, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, climbing out of this dark hole, and you know, it's it's just it's getting better every day. And it's like those things that I went through, that I put myself through, you know, taught me so much. And it, you know, like I said, I wouldn't really change it right. because of what I know now. As painful as it was, and the damage that I caused, you know, I wouldn't change it. And I, I would do this. I would try to help other veterans try not to get themselves in similar situations right. but then you know i was always the kind of guy if you told me not to touch red button i'm touching the fucking red button right absolutely. i gotta figure it out for myself and i feel like a lot of us are that's how a lot of us are i mean that's we're, we're all i think any vet is like that i mean like i said regardless of what branch or whatever we came from i think that's the, that's the biggest struggle is that we all we all need to figure it out for ourselves. Sure. I mean, and I know jarheads are the hardest ones. That's we, we are hard-headed more, but I'll figure it out, dude. If I can't right. figure it out, I'm on calls. I'm on. Hopefully, I'll reach out to somebody that yeah. knows about it. You know, that can mission accomplishment is the priority. Priority is always it always priority. Mission yeah. accomplishment is always the priority. Right. You know, and for you know, and it, it just sucks. Like you said, you fell when you got out. It's like I fell on my ass and my face at the exact same time. And that's what I like. You said you want to create a network for people when they are transitioning, when they are ending their active duty service. And I think it's mostly, you know, you don't hear too much about the opposite side because they got those guys went to college. They have a network already. They have a network. They already got to live life a little bit before joining the 
court. You know what I'm saying? Versus us joining the court. I joined at 17. Bro. I was 18, bro. I was 17. Hey, I didn't have fucking argument here, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I, I was fucking embarrassed. You know? And, and that's the biggest thing. That's why I try to tell people. I said, the Marine Corps is my daddy and my mom. They are the, my mama and my daddy. I was 17 years old with the GED when I joined the court. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and so they created who I am now, which I fucking hate because I have issues with my wife, my kids. I have issues with people. Only people I can talk to, other fucking jarheads, other veterans, you know what I'm saying? Those are the people I can talk to. And it, it, it sucks because it's like, how do I fucking work to where I can work with people, where I can talk with my wife, with my spouse, you know? And it's hard, you know, and that's why, I, that's why I say, like you said, like setting up a network. I was like, if there was a network set up for, for our brothers and sisters that gave them a month to get to get all their stuff started before they transition out, I think that would reduce the number that we continue using every day. No doubt. And I do. That's, you know, that, you know, we talk about the network, we talk about office staff. We, do, we already have it, too. Yeah. I think we failed to realize that. Right. You know, it could you know because we're losing so many guys or people, veterans are just it's, it's happening. You right. said you lost another one that you knew recently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had a Marine staying with me about a month ago, doing some work with me. Good guy, good O three. You know, he was young, went through a lot. Probably one of the best infantry Marines that I've, that I've served with. He's mm -hmm. just a great friend. But um, you know, we were in the truck working and passing, and he mentioned how many times that he had been touching a trigger. You know. Yeah. And the guy's got a son, you know, you're sitting there driving, and we've been through a thousand suicide groups, you know. And you're just sitting there like, well, this is a big deal that he just told me that because mm -hmm. he knows what I know. He's also no three, you know, he's a fucking Marine, he's my age. And so, you know, that was, that was kind of wild hearing that. And then, you know, now I still I, I need to reach out to him. I haven't reached out to him in about two, three weeks. I need to call him, but, um, you know, that's there. That's that network. Sorry, there. Like yeah. I said, we failed to realize that. We failed to realize it, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's not that hard to just call your homeboys from the platoon. And I, and yeah, and I just had I just had an episode that just came out about that on Wednesday. I had yeah. an episode come out. And that's what I, that's what I, that's one of the things I talked about. It's like, we lose, so right now the number is 30 veterans to opioid addiction and 22 to suicide. So that's 52 vets a day. I said, we're shooting the show right now. We're losing another, yeah. and we don't even we, we don't even know who they are. Right. And the, the, that's the hard part is because a lot of us we don't like to reach out and say, hey, "Dude, it's hard today's hard." Yeah, we shell up and we kind of keep it in because we don't we don't want to be embarrassed to admit that we're weak. Yeah, and that's the struggle. That's a big thing to to say I'm I'm weak. And I, fucking Marine Corps taught us that we ain't weak. We ain't weak. And whenever we feel weak, we, we fucking get our asses out of it. We get our head out of our ass and we fucking keep pushing forward. Right. You know, but there are times, there are times that life happens. Life's hard. Life's fucking hard, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I say, from serving on active duty, you got your first and 15th paycheck, which nobody saves. It's Cal Hall. Cal Hall. Shout out to Cal Hall. Cal Hall. Yeah. None of us save any damn money. We know nah. all the money. Hell no. You know, we don't save anything. We got a car that's got 18%, 27% interest on it. 34 inch TV from the PX. You know? <laughs> and, it, and I think the thing is what, what, what sucks is just that we lose them because nobody prepared them. Yeah, that, that's 100%. There's an absolute correlation with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the lack of preparation and, and the culture shock of not having a child hall, fucking paycheck on the 1st and 15th, homeboy. 
on the other side of this concrete wall, mm -hmm. you know, or the guy that shares a head with your bathroom, restroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that there's no doubt that that is a huge contributor to, you know, the state of, you know, our generation. Absolutely. Everyone that's giving up, or the, I say, I say giving up, but just, Checking out, checking out, saying checking I'm, out. I'm not doing it. I'm checking out. Yeah. I can't do it. No, yeah. because I mean, I mean, a lot of people, you know, it sucks to admit it, but but money has a lot of power. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And especially if you're young and you like, you have kids, you have a wife, you have kids, you have to support. Well, fuck it. I've been to Iraq three times, dude. I had to kill a lot of people. Right. I had to do a lot of stupid shit that I, I, I regret that I had to do, but I had to do it to my job at the time. Right. And now I deal with the demons inside my head. I mean, my dad, he 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 he's an old three in the army. He, you know, he was a first sergeant when he went to Afghanistan. He seen shit and had to do shit, you right. know, and they haunt him to this day. Right. He's sixty plus years old, man, right? and they haunt him to this day. But he refuses to seek help. He refuses to talk about any of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he he apparently, my wife told me he's like he opened up to me and told me everything. She was like. I didn't know what to do. Like, she was like, I just sat there and just let him talk. Because a lot of times that's what it comes down to is that we just need somebody to talk to, you know? It's, it's a lot easier to talk to people like this. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's a lot easier to talk to people who are cut from the same cloth. Cut from the same cloth, you know? You know, born in the same shit. Right. Forged in the same fires. And, it's, the same, it's the same thing, you know? You know? That's, why, that's why I try to tell everybody. That's why I do the show is to be able to allow you guys to feel comfortable coming to my home, hang out and bullshit with some fucking jarheads, Bullshit with the fucking brother and sister that served because we all signed that damn dotted line and said, Hey, I got you six, dude. Yeah. I got you six. Go take a shit. I'll make sure ain't nobody come up behind you. Yeah, you, take you, shit, you know? Go take yeah, a crap. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna walk up behind you and take you, dude. I got you. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I mean. We all signed the dotted line. We all said, I, I devote my life to this country. You know, and, and the struggle is just that. We're not prepared when it's time, when it's time to exit the service, you know? And like I said, I, I feel as though that is a huge contributor to 22 a day sure. suicide because nobody's prepared them to say, hey, how do I get a job? How do I do this? How do I do that, you know? I mean, you as a grunt, it's kind of it's kind of harder, but you got to look, I'm a leader. I've led. I know how to do it. Slept in the rain. rain. You know, I slept in the slept rain. Slept in the fucking rain slept several slept times. In, you know, plenty of times, you know? <laughs> Slept in the snow or slept yeah. in the swamp. I slept. I can do these things. But I mean, you have to figure out how to combine all your, your leadership skills that you've obtained. Because you've obtained a lot of leadership here in 03. You have to be a leader. From the bottom to the top, you're a leader. Because there's lives are on the line. Sure. You yeah. know? Yeah. And so since you got out, since you got out, you brand new, you boot. Like, you boot just got out. 2018, like 2018, 2018 20, Man, it's 2021. He yeah. fresh boot, just got yeah. out. So he's still doing oh, it. Shower shoes. Shower shoes. <laughs> 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 and then I tried to tell people, I was like, man, you need shower shoes. What? My wife, my wife asked me, she's like, what is that? Said, That's booty to boot. Who the fuck wears shoes in the shower? Let me tell you. <laughs> right? And so you got out. You got out in 2018. You got out in 2018 because apparently you had some, some hard times in recruiting. You just. We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. 
they truly believe your journey matters. You did, you did recruiting duty, so. I killed it on the game. Oh, me, I killed recruiting duty. Killed recruiting duty, you know. I killed recruiting duty, you know. I killed recruiting duty, you know. Right? Yeah, I, I'm proud of all my Marines. So that you put the record, right? Oh, so bad. So, and, and I, yeah, like I said, I mean, when I saw you, I said, you friends with Daniel? Was it Daryl Daniel Carpenter? Oh, yeah, that was, he was one of my recruiter instructors. I was like, I remember picking that motherfucker up from MOS uh, school. Fucking slick sleeve, uh, yeah, fucking from bro, MOS he's school. Easy. Yeah, he, he became man. a. You should have seen him when I pulled him. He was the goofiest little, skinniest <laughs> yeah, little dude. Too. He was a skinny little dude, just goofy. Yeah. But he was a good marine, you know what I'm saying? Well, and, and I was like, good old cop. And I was like, damn, you friends with him? He like changed my instructor. I was like, it's hard to see it, man. Because I mean, if I would have stayed in, I'd be retired. I, I hit. I just hit my 20 years. I've been putting in the package to go. You know? But I was like, nah. So I just couldn't do it. I got wife and kids. I don't want to deploy no more. And you know, recruiting dude, I was like, you're going to stick with some bumfuck Egypt town. It's going to have to drive 300 miles just to try to recruit somebody. It's the hardest job I've ever done. Yeah. It, but it is, it is, and no one wants to do it, but take this stuff. It's it's a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. And what an honor. And I'm serious about that. I, I, I told you, I, I uh, and it was the worst. I fucking hated every second of my twin brother did it. The best recruiters I know hate it. Right. But it's a huge responsibility. It's like, it's, it's on, I Pardon the drill shooters that might watch this, but I think it's on that level, man. I mean, yeah. Those guys have probably the biggest responsibility when it comes to making Marines, but the recruiters, you got to find those guys. you got to find them. you got to find good ones. And, you know, shout out to all the real recruiters who hire or hire guys, who freaking enlisted guys and girls that were worth it and worthy. You know, I feel like I know some guys who fucking recruited some guys who I wouldn't want to work with. But you know what? They earned the title, so. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shout out to the guys who kept it real. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, mm-hmm. so so I mean, as you transitioned out after you, after you did your ten years as a and got out as a recruiter, how was that transition when you got out? How was that for you? Was it was it easy or was it like what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. what, what am I doing? Like, do I'll I know take B doing? on that one? It was what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought I had plans. I, I thought I did. They were shallow, and uh, I think they were misguided by, by myself. Um, and like I said, I fell on my ass and my face at the same time, and I started making bad decisions. And I distanced myself from my family, my real friends. Um, and I was homeless for a little while. I, le- I, le- I moved to like Miami, and then from Miami, I, I was broke. And I, my my dad bought me a ticket home, and I called a machine gunner that I served with that uh, who owned the roofing company, uh, who I indirectly helped start. He called me asking about the business, like, what's roofing all about? And I was like, roofing's the shit. There's a lot of money in this thing. Yeah. And he's like, well, this guy has offered me this job. It's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Take that job and sell, 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 sell. Well, he ended up starting his own. So anyway, he was doing really well. He told me he wanted me to come down a couple of times and help him run it and sell for him. And I called him, bro. I was like, dude, you still need that? You still need me to come help you? You still want me? He's like, hell yeah. But he fucking put like 10 grand in my account, brought me down there. Made bad decisions with that money. I sent it off to some fucking Jezebel in hell, wherever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, was fucked up, but, uh, anyway, I ended up in Houston working for him, sleeping in a shop on the floor. Um, and he he did what he could for me. And it, like I said, I, at that point in my life, I couldn't really be helped. I had gone spiraled so far out of control, just lost. That's what it was. I was just lost at that point. I thought I had plans. They were shallow. They were shitty. And then now I'm broke as hell, 
don't really know what to do. I had had no idea. I tried to get started with the VA. That took two years. Yeah. Um, and they still owe me money. Uh, <laughs> not much. Like, You're just gonna let it go. I'm like it's thirty four hundred dollars, man. That, that's thirty four hundred dollars. Yeah. 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 Take my family can't go, man. Yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> Give my money. Yeah. yeah. Give my money. Um, no, but you know, I, it's about twenty nineteen, and I was uh, I was pretty I was pretty tore up. I was really lost, but I knew I have a son, so I'd get back to my son, and you know, my family had come down from Norman, down to Houston. They picked me up, picked up whatever they could fit in their truck, and they drove me back home. And then one of my best friends from high school owns a ton of properties here in this part of the state. And he rented me out for dirt cheap. Him and one of my other friends that we play ball with, uh, they rent, they, they bought me, they, they paid my rent, got me a place to live. And I just let that shit slip through my fingers like a turd. Um, you know, they gave me a job, and right. you know, I was just making bad decisions. You know, once again, doing unhealthy things. And I lost all those times. I burned those bridges. I like I kept distancing myself, kept doing things. Which we all do. We yeah. all fucking do it. We yeah. all distance ourselves from people because we're like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I, don't, I just don't want to deal with nobody. You know, I didn't know what to do, man. I knew I knew it was pathetic. Yeah. And I knew, and it's just like, you know, you're in a hole. And you can't stop digging because, I don't know, what am I going to find on the other end? Who knows? Right. And, and it's just the crazy train. My dad always said, you just got to jump off the crazy train. Just jump the fuck off. I couldn't do it for so long. Well, I was broke and I didn't have a job for probably about a year um, doing stupid shit. You know, 20 bucks was a big fucking deal for like a year. Crazy yeah. Yeah. It's like, like I told you. 20 bucks would change everything. And, 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 and that's what I told you. I said, you get out of the fucking service, you ain't got $10 to your name. And you're like, this sucks, dude. Like, life sucks right now because yeah, I don't have any money to go get a fucking burger. Bro, I was on foot. I didn't have a you car. Know, yeah. I was a bum, dude. You're At like 29 years old, a bum. And I hated it. And uh, so then I got a job with my little brother and my twin brother. They were working for this pipeline inspection company. They were paying me like $1,600 a week. Yeah, and then like three or four months later, I got jumped up like $2,400 a week. Life was different, but I was still doing stupid shit. shit. Had no money. It was just, I was blowing it. I bought a truck. Well, I got fired from that job. So I didn't piss off or anything. I just was talking shit, being, being, being a turd, being a disrespectful asshole. And uh, the guy who fired me was a good friend of mine and my family and my little brother's, one of my little brother's best friends, poor guy had to fire me. I know that sucked for him. And I was just relentless when I got fired. Like, please, 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 please. Well, it was then where I kind of started my client out of the hole. That must have been 2020, right at the very beginning of 2020. I was still making a lot of bad decisions, and I was like, "What the fuck am I going to do?" I have now. I'm back with my son a lot, more than half the time. Uh, I met this girl who uh, really changed shit for me. She has a daughter, and we have like this. Immediately, we have like this natural. Our all four of us, this natural connection. It was the craziest thing in my life, and so that's when I started to make my call, and. Started a business, Giro Services, my first business, and, and it's it, the original function was to do like route clearing. Uh, it's named after my son Graham, my business partner's son Eli, and then ROW Right Away Services. And the, like I said, the primary function was to clear right away for pipelines, stuff like that, so they can do construction or uh, maintain pipeline things like that. Well, I didn't have the network to get into that like I wanted to, so it started right after that that ice storm. I started, I bought a bunch of chainsaws, I started going to work. And, you know, it got to where I, I started to understand 
that I can make $500 a day really fucking easy. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that. And that became my standard. And I'm still making bad decisions, still trying to get it together, but I'm making so much headway now that um, my family's getting closer. Jasmine, my fiance, I, I, without a doubt, she's my angel savior, you know, for real. <laughs> right. She just really, you know, our, the, the connection that we have as a family is what really made, gave me my reason. I finally understood what the reason is, right. um, what the meaning, why I'm here, what I'm supposed to do. So, um, the beginning of this year, uh, you know, I'm still kind of stapling down the last hatch. I mean, I'm still, I'm just not climbing out of the dark hole that had kept control of me for so long. Right. And I did this all by myself, so you know, it, it's doable. I, I'm not by myself. I mean, with the love and everything. Now, now my family's now coming back. Family, so yeah. these are, you know, I'm not really like seeking help. I'm just like driven to gain respect. And I think I should back a little bit. Something my business partner, GOZ, told me that kind of started the ship was he, he just got out of rehab. He's like, man, here's what I'm hearing. You fucking hate yourself. You keep telling me that you want your dad to be proud of you. Your family's away from you. Everyone, no one wants to talk to you. All you want to them is to be proud of you. You fucking hate yourself. What are they going to be proud of? And so that was pretty loud. And that's pretty much the, I guess, what kind of started the, the, the reckoning when I woke up. What the fuck am I going to do? Zeke's like, dude, work on yourself. Be selfish, fix yourself. And I started to do that. So the beginning of this year, I'm finally stapling down the bit of it, the last of it. And that's the thing. I said, like you said, you got to fix yourself. <clears throat> well, that's what a lot of the struggle is ourselves. It's like we hate ourselves a lot of the times when we hate ourselves. You feel guilty. We, do you miss it? Do you hate where you are now? The mistakes that you made, the mistakes that you made before, and yeah. you're like, you're still living with the mistakes that you've been forgiven for. Yeah. But you're still, you're still living with it because the mistakes are there. You can't let them go. Yeah. And, you know, I've had some great guests on the show that, that that's what they talk about. At least that's what they try to help people. They say, you have to forgive yourself. And if you don't forgive yourself, nobody's going to nobody's going to, everybody's already forgiven you for the mistakes that you've made. Yeah. But if you continue living, you're the only one living there. Nobody yeah. else is living there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, like you said, your buddy told you, you have to fix yourself. Yeah, you, know? you can't pour for an empty cup. That's another thing he said to me. You can't pour for an empty cup. You want to give yourself and love everybody. Your shit's empty, man. You right. ain't got anything going on. You can't give anybody anything yeah. for you know. Exactly. Right? Yourself, man. Fix yourself, you know. And that, that's the biggest that's a that's a huge struggle. I mean, I know being just being a vet, I mean, we have so much shit wrong with it. Yeah. We some of us have done more shit than others and whatever the case may be. That's what I tell people. I said, You got PTSD, dude. Point blank. They're like, What do you mean? I said, When you went into the service, they transformed you to be who they want you to be. You're no longer John. You're no longer Ryan. You're no longer whoever. You are what they want you to be now. Yeah. So who you were before you joined is dead. They're gone. They're not there no more. You're something, you're something completely new. You're a new person. Conformed. You're conformed to whatever they want you to be now. Yeah. And so I said that right there. I said, you have PTSD from that because now you're trying to find out who the hell am I? Yeah, man. And you know, I, I had a uh, James McNeil on my show. He's a great. He's an army guy, dude. He's he's got a hell of a story. But he tells one of his biggest thing. One of the biggest things that he's always talking about, dude, is like, uh, what what does he say? It's like uh, imposter syndrome, almost. Like who are like you're saying you're 
you don't know who you are. Yeah. And you continue living a life that you aren't anymore, you know? You're lying to yourself. And so it, it does suck. It does suck. And it's something that we have to learn to deal with. And we have to learn to continue pushing through and find it, you know? That's why I love doing the show, honestly. Yeah, I've, I've met some great I've met some great people. I've had great people on my show. Yeah. They're all vets. Yeah. And they all, everybody has a different story. Everybody's doing something new. Everybody's doing, everybody's doing something. I said, that's the reason I do the show is to help people find their purpose again. Yeah. Like you said, you have to, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You have to find your purpose yeah. so you can fill your cup up so you can help other people who need help. You know, I do the show so people can see it and be like, fuck, he's very normal. I wonder if he can use some help. Yeah. Maybe maybe he can teach me something. Yeah. Maybe I can reach out to him and say, hey, dude, I want to get into the industry. And what can you, what kind of what information yeah. can you give me? You think you can help me out? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm going to help you out, dude. You can't steal business from me. I got business anyway. Sure, yeah, you know, enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. You know, especially for veterans. Yeah. I mean, that's why I tell them, I said, I said, I don't care what branch you serve. You're my brother, you're my sister, I don't care. I said, granted, we all know that the Marine Corps is the best. We already know that shit. Nobody has to tell you that. Everybody in the world tells you that. You better be me. They get so mad. I tell them, I said, said, it's to the point now where America doesn't even want Marines. You know how many times, how many years they try to dismantle the entire Marine Corps? They try to get rid of the Marine Corps so many times and they realize, fuck, we need them. No shit you need them, man. We're, we're the only ones that would do the stupid shit that nobody else would do. We're the epitome of weird culture of our civilization. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you can, if you like history, and I do, I don't know much of it, but I enjoy it. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you, what's the epitome warrior culture? Spartans. You can think of Spartans, you can think of fucking, you know, whatever else, you know, Trojans, whatever. But I think the U.S. Marines are civilization. Right. We are the epitome of warrior culture. Right. Uh, and it, it's, it's, you know, have you, have you read uh, Pressfield's Warrior Ethos? No. Oh, it's fucking great. Is it? Yeah, it's it's matcha. It, 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 he, he does a lot of, he relates a lot of the Marine Corps way of life to Spartan way of life. And he's talking about Warrior Ethos. And there's, and anyway, it's only like 107 pages, right? It's okay. less than 200 damn oh, bucks. Yeah. All the <laughs> it it's easy to read. It's easy to read. I think it's on the Colorado community list. That. <laughs> but Warrior Ethos, my one of my best friends, Hollis Bolden, he's coming up here working for the summertime. Like, I'm not being me. Absolutely. He did fucking million years in recon. He's a force guy. Hell, yeah, fuck, bring him on the show, guy. man. We'll come over here. Cool story. Story. I'm up here. Got some cool yeah. stories, man. Bring his ass on. We'll bring yeah. him on the show. Yeah. This is what it's about. It's yeah. the camaraderie you lost, right? Yeah. When you get out of service, I mean, for us, the Marine Corps, I know the fucking camaraderie yeah. every Friday. Fucking fire up the barbecue, get some beer, get some liquor. We're going to go hang out. We're going to bullshit. Even if we've been hanging out all week, right. we're going to because we're off duty now. Yeah. We're off duty for the time being. We may have to go in on Saturday, but we off. It's Friday. Go, let's go bullshit. Let's go hang out. Marine Corps is always by the ocean. I said, granted, I'm in Oklahoma. I ain't on the beach, but Marines are always on the beach, right? We're always yeah. close to a beach, you know? And this is why I do the show is because the camaraderie that's lost. We get out, we fucking, we're like, we're lost. We're like, oh. fuck, dude, I don't have anybody to go bullshit with. I don't have anybody to come over and just fucking shoot the shit with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we, we battle demons every day. Life's hard. Life is hard as hell, and it sucks. You know what I'm saying? Can I pay my bills? Can I? Can I? Am I gonna have a roof over my head? Can I do this? Can I do that? You know, and it's hard. 
My wife took my my wife left me. My wife took my kids, drained my bank account. I got nothing. Does it happen? It happens every day. Yeah. You know, and it sucks, but it's like, do you have somebody's number you can call? Can you call someone and say, dude, today's hard. Can we talk for a minute? I said, for me, dude, call me. If you got my number, call me. I'm yeah. open. I don't care what time. If I don't, if it's like three in the morning, I don't get you a call. I'm gonna look at my phone when I get up. I'm be like, oh fuck, I'm gonna call you as soon as I see the number. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it's hard, dude. It, it's hard finding that brotherhood, that camaraderie. You lost. You lost it when you got out. You lost it because yeah. we're all from different walks of life. I said, my wife tells my wife, my wife loves the Marine Corps. She loves it because. She grew up rough. It was a rough life for her growing up. She didn't have both her parents. She was part of the. She was awarded to the state, so she was. She was. She was awarded to the state at like fourteen years old. She was awarded to the state. Her aunt took her in, you know. So she's never had both her parents. And she's like the Marine Corps are, are just like me. She's like they're a bunch of broken people trying to find a family to help them. And I, I mean, honestly, I'm just like, I love to watch true words because it's true. You lost a family when you got out of the Marine Corps. When you got out of the Marine Corps, you fuck. You, you, you didn't lose your family, by the way. We're here. We're here. We're yeah. just, you know, we, we, yeah. we, we, we're, trying to, we're trying to establish the, 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 the establish each other again because, I mean, we all come from different walks of life. We both are fucking. We, we do different things, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's one thing I talked about on my, on, on my, on my Wednesday episode of Better Trash Talk was like, we get busy as fuck. We got wives, we got kids, we got work. We're busy. Yeah. Do we forget to reach out to call somebody? Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm a horrible, I'm an advocate. I'm a horrible person. I forget to pick up my phone and reach out to my brothers. Make sure, yeah. make sure they're doing okay. You know, it's hard. It, it, it does, you know. You know, in the core, we're always together. We're always, always fucking together. We're always be, together. Fire team of homies, minimum. Right. Yeah. At the least. Coming in. Right. Oh, right. No shit. Yeah. Come on, you know. <laughs> And it, 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 times do get hard, times suck, because, I mean, we do have our own lives. We are doing our own things. But, I mean, that's one of the biggest things we do need to do is take a moment. I mean, there's 24 hours in the day. Fucking if it's 11, 12 o'clock at night, just message us. Hey, I'm thinking of you, okay? I just want to make sure you're doing good. Yeah? yeah? I'm going to try to give you a call tomorrow. Or give me a call, because I got all kinds of shit going on. Give me a call, and uh, so we can talk. You know, and that, that's just the, it's hard. It, 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 it honestly, it, it gets hard. You know what I'm saying? You got a business, you're cutting down trees. I mean, hell, you were like, I can come do the show. Let me, let me find a time. You know, yeah. we're running here to do a show. Yeah, you know I, I, I was really excited to do this, man. I, 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 you know, it's been, it's been a meeting to have, a, I've been needing to have a conversation with the Marine and, mm-hmm. or, you know, a veteran. Absolutely. Hopefully, a Marine. Oh, yeah. No, it, 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 it's <laughs> great because, like I said, we had that huge hailstorm. Yeah. And I got a coworker. She's Air Force vet. And she's like, I got a Marine doing my roof. And I was like, Well, yeah. hell, let me give him a call yeah. because I need. My, I got hell too. I need to get a new roof. Let me bring him in. And sure enough, that's how we met. And I'm like, We're fucking brothers. Dude. We come from the same cloth, dude. And that's why I tell. Him, I said, Since what a lot of people have a hard time understanding is that we all have that EGA burning to our hearts. We all understand the significance of that fucking emblem. You know what I'm saying? You see it, people know it. Everybody knows that emblem, wherever it's at. We have it everywhere. It's it's blasted everywhere. It's on the shirts. It's on the trucks. It's on the water bottles. It's everywhere because that's just who we are because we take pride. My wife's like, you guys are so fucking cocky. I said, it's gang ever, man. You know, right? I, I told her, I said, we're not cocky. We're confident. Yeah. We know who we are. Yeah. We know where we come from, you know? 
And, it, and that's that's the biggest thing. So now now that you've gotten out and you, and you started, so you like I said, you boot like you just started your business. Like seriously. Yeah. So the tree thing was about a year old, and then the roofing my construction company started this year also with my uh, one of my other best friends from high school, one of the ones who helped me or tried to help me when I came home from school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Great guy, friends for probably close to 15 years now. He's one of the greatest men. Wow. But uh, we started a construction company a few months ago. We've gotten started doing some commercial renovations for some gas stations and wow. things like that. And, and uh, we were just really kind of waiting for the hailstorm because we both knew that that was kind of be one of the money. That's gonna be a money maker. Storm renovation is huge, man. It's, yeah. Oklahoma is a great place to. And there's a thousand roofing, maybe even five thousand, maybe even a million. Who knows? Who roofing knows? companies everywhere. Everywhere, but you know, but um, work for everybody. Yeah, you know, you know? So I'm not gonna let anybody try to outsell me. I'll tell you that much. Right. But, uh, yeah. So getting it started, the, my company's new and I'm new, and like I said, you know, I just started really kind of coming out of the woods recently, right? And climbing out of that hole. And uh, you familiar with the term "dead of reckoning"? Yeah. So that's. One way that I would try to describe it, when I was lost, I think I was just trying to do too much. And I'm doing a lot now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, got to, uh, I got to a good vantage point where I can see the fucking terrain now. So that's where I am now. Um, getting out of the shit, man, you know, um, I had to, I, more or less, you know, metaphorically, dead of reckoning my entire way out. Just fucking stay focused on one thing, and that was not be a fucking loser, man. Yeah. I, had a, I had family now. I have my son and my fiance and, and her daughter. And uh, you know, that was that was the dead of reckoning, the side of them, and, and getting to that. And, right. You know, I was I guess my feet were the ones walking towards it, but uh, they were, that's what pulled me out of it. That was the the end of the, the uh, land navigation course. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm new at this. I'm, I'm new at the civilian life, and I'm, I'm new at the bright side of it. Right. And you know, you know, going back to what we talked about with the network. And we should fucking make moves on that. Absolutely. And uh, and I would love to have someone with a like mind to help me or to work with me and get this thing. Figure it out. And this is what it's about. Man. This is what this is what it's about. Is because there there people are move. Us veterans are moving mountains. Like I said that's the whole purpose. That's why I do the shows to help us find our purpose again. What are, what are we supposed to be doing? I feel like this is easily relatable. This yeah. conversation for hopefully it's mostly veterans watching this show. Yeah. And, uh, this conversation, I feel like, is really relatable. I mean, we're just two Joe Schmoes. We're not at all. We're yeah. great. You yeah, know, right. But we're, the fact is, we're just over here trying to know. figure out life. We we served our country. We went to fucking war. We did shit that we didn't want to do. Yeah. And now we're now we're done. The country don't need us anymore. Right. All right. We now we're civilians, and we're like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? What what is my calling? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? I'm doing the show, so maybe one day it'll pick up, and I'll be like Joe Rogan, bullshit, yeah. in a fucking hundred thousand dollar studio with eighty thousand dollar mics, right. and bringing some cool ass people on the show. You know what I'm saying? All the time. And being stoned all the time. You know what I'm saying? Always stoned. You know what I'm saying? Joe Rogan got the fire, man. You know, but just people like that. I mean, people go and watch him because he made a name for himself, Mr. Fear Factor, Mr. This, Mr. That. But I mean. Without you guys support me, I can't bring people on like Ryan telling you that this is where I'm at. Fucking, I struggle, dude. We've all struggled. But are you reaching out to say, brother, I need your help? Say, hey, can you come by and bullshit with me for an hour? Can you come by and bullshit with me for a little bit just so I can get my mind right? 
But because that's a harder struggle. I mean, yeah. for you, you understand. It. You're yeah, like, I'm yeah. just now getting out of it. I need yeah. a place to where I can go and bullshit for a little bit. You're getting on the high ground now. Yeah. You, you can, can actually see it. it. You're like a five, a forward observer yeah. now, right? Yeah. You're like the five. Whole battle space yeah. now, baby. Yeah, now I see where we got to go, right? You know, there's no yeah. more hurry up and wait. I know you got we. we that's the story of our lives, and career. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Fuck, dude. How long are we gonna hurry up and wait? The wait's over. What are you gonna do? What's your mission now? Find your mission. Find your purpose. I mean, there's great. Like I said, you check out every freaking episode. I got great, great people on, great guests, great vets, and my brothers and my sisters. We all, like I said, we all signed that damn dotted line, dude. You help them sign the damn dotted line. You know, you brought a lot of people in to say, yeah, you, you, I think you'd be a good candidate to be a brain, be another joyhead. You know, you might have what it takes. You might have you what might. it takes. Hopefully, you get through boot camp and then we can call it good. You know. Yeah. But I mean, this this is what it's about, guys. Hanging out, bullshitting on the fucking couch, hanging out that camaraderie that we lost, dude. We lost it, you know. That's hard. I mean, but like I said, if you guys don't like my show, find another show, man. There's plenty of veteran podcasts out there. The podcast awards are coming out. They're coming out. What do you say in July? I think is when we start voting in July. I want to win it. You guys know how fucking competitive I am. I want to win it. So I gotta bring I bring on everybody on here and tell people how to go on vote. But like I said, when that gets closer to that time, I'll tell you guys how to go out there and vote for me. How to put my nomination, put my name in because this was about supporting each other. They got I got there's a lot of great veteran podcasts out there that are competing right now. Right. And I was like, and they've been doing it for a while. I'm fresh. I'm boot. I'm shower shoe. I'm a shower shoe when it comes to podcast. Water flip fly when it comes to podcast, man. man. But I mean, this, guys, this is what it's about is reminiscing about the good days. Reminiscing, hanging out, because, like I said, we live life. We have our lives. We have so many responsibilities. I mean, look at all the trash behind me. I got a bunch of crap because I'm packing up, getting ready. I'm trying to sell this house, get out of here, move on, right? But are you reaching out to your brothers and your sisters? Are you saying, hey, dude, I fuck, you know, yeah, it's fucking one in the morning. Text them, hey, dude, I don't know if you up, but I just want to let you know I miss you. I want to make sure you're doing okay. Yeah. Because it is, it gets hard. We get we get stuck inside the head. We get the demons that come fucking knocking off the shelf. Like I tell people, I put them back in the fucking box. I try to shove them back on the fucking shelf. Hopefully, I can get them all the way to the back wall so he doesn't fall easy this time. Yeah. But he does come out. He comes out and plays, and he's just like, "Not today, dude. I, I can't fucking deal with you right now. I got so much other shit I'm dealing with." But we all understand the inconveniences of when our demons fight us is always when we're at our lowest. When we feel like we're at our lowest, you know. Yeah. I appreciate you, man, coming out and hanging out with me. Anytime. Fucking Jarheads, dude. Yeah. It's awesome, man. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us on the show, hanging out with us on this Friday. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the show. Remember, guys, if you guys can't watch the show on YouTube, go and download it, man. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Dieter, TuneIn. Any way you listen to the podcast, I'm there now. If you want to listen to me on your way to work, I'm there. Put me in your ear. We can hang out and bullshit, dude. I know all of us have our lives and we got to do our things, but if this show can't help you, I guarantee you got a brother or sister that it can benefit, man. Remember, guys, here at the Stone Vet, we got you six. Going down, grab a pound, smoke, chill, relax. It's Friday. You ain't got a job. We gonna get high today. Dark of the flesh, the dick of the roots, green of the weed. You know it's true. Puff, puff, pass, trying to get high. Got high blood pressure, we coming down, good smoke.
please numb me down. Went to read.